to another episode of Locked On Lightning, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Danker. It's Friday. The Lightning played last night, and I wish I could have came and started this show off with some good news. Obviously, if you, you would know by now by checking the scores that the Lightning, unfortunately, dropped their fourth straight last night. A lot happened in this game. Um, it went from 0 to 100 real quick in this game. You know, it was a very couple of... Uh, Eventful game, uh, eventful periods. Um, the first, you know, not so much, and then it started to pick up in the second period. We'll go over all of that uh, soon in the preview. Uh, you know, the Lightning were a couple of men short in this game with Steven Stamkos out with a lower body injury. Uh, still, really no specification as to why or like what the what the actual injury is. Patrick Maroon also missed this one after leaving the game. Uh, in last the last game prior to this one, and Blake Coleman, um, with him and his wife expecting the birth of their their child soon, uh, he also sat this one out. So, Lightning were shorthanded in this, but they came out and uh, just just this, before I get into the real details of the game, I thought they played well. Um, I think that. For especially the first period and the second period, they played pretty well. I think, you know, even though you, the score says 5-2, you know, one of those goals for the Blackhawks was um, was an empty netter. So, you know, you can't really take that into account. But, um, you know, I think it was an all-around good game. I think a lot of the things I, I touched upon in the last episode, if you listened to that, if you haven't already, go back and listen to it. Like I say on every episode, a lot of these episodes are going to tie into each other. I'm going to tie them in together. So just, you know, just keep an eye out for that and just, you know, keep listening so you could all, so you could stay in, stay in uh, the loop of what's going on from show to show. So let's get right into it. Uh, in the first period, Lightning got off and, you know, they started playing very aggressive kind of hockey that I've been talking about for the past couple episodes that I want to see from them. And they kind of, carried over that intensity from the third period of their last game where, you know, they really started to put it together and really started to play as a team. Um, the one thing that stood out to me throughout the game that I really liked was Anthony Sorelli. He did, you know, if you watch lightning, if you watch the lightning on a consistent basis, you know, the Anthony Sorelli line is always in the mix of things, uh, no matter what it is. You, like I, like I said on previous episodes, Alex Korn is always in the mix of things, you know, there always seems to be a play that he's not involved with that maybe leads to a goal or something positive at least. But I don't really talk about the Sorelli line that much, which I should do more because I think you know if these this is the most this is the the line that the Lightning have that's been really consistently contributing in their last I want to say maybe uh, twenty games. But yeah, he did a great job screening this one, and it and it led to a goal eventually, which we'll we'll talk about. Just in a little bit, uh, but other thing that I saw that really stuck out uh, in the first period was that both teams came with a lot of intensity and were evenly matched. Um, the Blackhawks didn't look like a team that was going to miss the playoffs. You know, they really played up to the level of the the Lightning in this one. Um, they really came to play, and I said in the last episode that I had a feeling that the that the Blackhawks would come into this trying to play spoiler, and you know, obviously the Lightning are going to make the playoffs. But what I mean by that is, you know especially uh, a team like the Blackhawks who, you know, are probably going to miss the playoffs. You know, right now they're just playing for pride and, you know, coming in on the road against one of the top teams in the NHL, even though they are on a three-game 
losing streak at that point, I think the Blackhawks really wanted to come in and show, hey, you know, we're we're still a very good team. So they definitely played up to the level. Um, in the first period, the Lightning had three power plays, and I cannot stress it enough, they are struggling on the power play. Um, they, 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 they took a lot of shots, which was very good. You know, that was a one thing that I bashed them for on the last episode of Locked on Lightning was that I believe they had in their last game, they went, they went two power plays scoreless. But the thing that stuck out that really bothered me in that last game was that they had zero shots up to that point, And that was unacceptable. And they, they really picked it up though, um, through, through two power plays, uh, Early in the in the first period, they had four shots on net, which was good, but obviously could be better. Um, but this first period was definitely a penalty feel, filled period where both both teams combined for six penalties total, and you know obviously that's that kind of slows the the pace of the game down. You know when the refs are constantly blowing the whistle, but um, yeah, it was it was that kind of game where you know. Uh, Lightning would draw a penalty, Blackhawks would get on the power play, and the Lightning would kill the penalty. They, you know, that's the one thing. Even though I say that the power play for the Lightning is struggling, they did a very good job in return of kind of compensating for that by uh, minimal minimalizing the efforts of the Blackhawks and opportunities on the penalty kill. So you have to kind of chalk one up for them on that as a positive. But uh, yeah, not other than that, really not a whole lot happened. Both teams were playing a very high-paced uh, game, which you know you always like to see. So uh, yeah, so after the first period, both teams were scoreless. Uh, Blackhawks were leading in shots on goal, eleven to ten. So those are really only really notable things for happening for the first period. Moving on to the second. So like I've stated in uh, past episodes, that you know, Alex Corn is one of my favorite Lightning players right now and because he does a lot for the team you know he he's always seems to be in the thick of it when it comes to whether it's just the plain scoring chance or you know something that results in a goal he always has somehow some involvement in the play which i think is a very positive thing and right now he is having a very good year a career year he's probably gonna probably reach 30 30 goals by the end of the season which i believe would be a career high so uh yeah, and a pl- classic example, and it seems like he's always doing something positive for this team every game. Uh, for example, in this game, something that stuck out at 18:28 into the second period, uh, Kalorin gets out of the penalty box after taking a penalty, and he has a good chance on the breakaway. Uh, and you know he just misses it. He doesn't. You know Corey Crawford makes a very good stop on the play and. But, you know, that's one of the things I'm talking about that Alex Kloren is able to do. He's he's always him and Braden Point especially are the ones on this team, players on this team that always seem to be creating chances for either themselves or kind of turn a play that, you know, is, you know, you don't expect a lot to come out of and turns it into a very good scoring chance. So prime example right there. And speaking of Braden Point, Braden Point had a very good game in this. And I'll talk about that in a little bit. Uh very good point. Uh, he was all over the place in this one. Um, there was a couple of chances that he he had where he you know he was just speeding up and down the ice um, and he was just beating everyone. You know he he didn't see very very much uh, open passing lanes uh, when he had the puck and he would just speed down the ice and take it himself. And you know that was something that 
um, that really impressed me, uh, especially after coming off uh, missing a missing a game of you know with the flu. So and you never know how long it's going to take for a player to to really you know um, recover from from something like that. Obviously, you know he did a very good job of taking care of himself while he was sick. So and that just proves you know how how high the level of professionalism it is for for point. And how good of a player he is, just the you know, and I, I spoke, and I'll get into it a little bit, but you know, uh, I did speak, talk about in my last episode how he was going to be one of the players to watch out for coming into this game. So, moving on, um, the, the other thing that uh, really stuck out to me in this game that I very, very much enjoyed watching was that uh, Tampa Bay constantly applied pressure on whether it was even strength, power play, or the PK, and. Um, that was one of the things that Braden Point himself actually contributed to. You know, there was a couple of power plays where Blackhawks had the puck in their own zone and they were on the power play and they they uh, Point was just skating around, bothering everyone. You know, whoever had the puck constantly applying applying pressure to the puck handlers, and that's something you need to see. And that was something that I actually saw in the last couple of games of Blake Coleman. So with him obviously being out, someone had to you know, fill that role and Braden Point was right there helping out. And this was one of those games where you felt that, you know, it was it was scoreless up until the second. And it was one of those games where you felt, you know, both teams were racing up and down the ice and you, you just had the feeling that it could be one of those high scoring games once both teams broke through. And it was for the most part, yeah, it ended up having seven goals total in this game. Of course, you know, lopsided in favor of the Chicago Blackhawks. But um, like I said before, and I'll repeat it again, the Bolts did everything uh, you'd like to you, you like to see in a team to do at this point. Um, they let it fly on the power play. You know, it was the one th- improvement that I really saw that I really enjoyed was that they 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 took a lot of shots on the power play. Um, and like I said, good things will happen when you constantly pepper the goalie with good quality shots on that. So, but on the other side of that. Sometimes you can't control how well the goal, the the opposing team's goalie is going to do. And in this in this example, you know Corey Crawford was really on. Uh, he made 36 saves total, and there were some very good saves that he had in this game where he he absolutely made it look easy, especially um, you know on flashing the leather with his glove. And I'll get into those some of those specific saves. Um, for example. Uh, at 6:35 in the second, he made a fantastic glove save on the ru- on glove save on the rush um, on a shot from Carter Vahegi, and it was one of those things where uh, Vahegi skating to the zone, he had the puck low in the slot and just ripped one, and Crawford made it look look super easy, and he looked like the old Crawford. You know, it's been an up and down season for Crawford, uh, you know, battling injury and just you know dealing with the struggles that every player goes through throughout the season. But he looked like prime Corey Crawford in this one, definitely. But the at least you know the bolt eventually broke through. Fifteen thirty one into the second, Braden Point slung a wrister from the traffic, and it was the, the the credit you really have to give on this play. Even though Point did get credit for the goal, of course, um, you have to go. You have to give some credit to Andre Pallad, who had the moving screen in front, and what really helped. Um, what really helped you know, block Corey Crawford's vision on that and couldn't see the shot. So, and there's been a lot of things on this losing streak that I've had an issue with the Lightning doing. 
But the one thing that they consistently do, which, you know, I can't complain with, is they're the first team that's always been scoring. And, you know, that's obviously a positive thing. Now you just have to, you know, go on the other side of the ice and be able to, you know, inhibit the other team from scoring goals. You know, that's just the way hockey's played. And if you've been following along to this show, which I hope you have, uh, you would know that I'm a big advocate for throwing the throwing the puck on on net because, like I just said a couple of seconds ago, that the more shots you get on net, you know, the better chance of good things will happen, whether it's a rebound or you know shots through traffic, which you saw with the Brady Point goal. But the one, you know, the one thing that I did say to, to kind of counterbalance that that I don't have a problem with it as long as they're good quality shots. You know, if you're just you know, if you're just randomly firing without, you know, trying to fire it through traffic and it's not getting through, then that, that's not helpful. But the good thing that I saw was that the bolts were taking it right to Crawford, um, taking up, taking shots up close in the slot. So, you know, they definitely did challenge him in this one. And that showed, you know, that showed Lightning fans how well Corey Crawford did play in this one, unfortunately. But that's, how it goes sometimes during losing streaks. Sometimes you're just going to get bad luck or tough luck. And that's how it was for the lightning in this, because I think on any other night with, you know, a regular average goalie, I think the lightning would have won this game, but Corey Crawford was on fire tonight, you know, and it's just, he, he played a very good sound game other than, you know, for the two goals he gave up. Uh, I think he played very well. So, you know, you just got to tip your cap to, to Corey Crawford on this one. If you've been a listener of this podcast, I'm sure you've heard all the great advertisers working with Locked On to reach sports fans. But you may not know that Locked On Lightning is a great way for your local business to reach passionate Lightning fans just like you. Unlike any other podcast, Locked On gives your local company the unique ability to reach local podcast listeners, not just any podcast listener, a Locked On podcast listener. If your company wants to connect with Lightning fans and a predominantly male audience that is well-educated with a disposable income, then let's put your company right here on the on this Locked On podcast. Local fans love to support local businesses, so text the word advertising to 33777 or visit com backslash advertising and let us know who you are. We'll get our team to help you achieve Locked On advertising success. Once again, text the word advertising to 33777 or visit com backslash advertising. We look forward to hearing from you. So the Lightning went into the third period with a one nothing lead, and you know all all signs pointed towards the Lightning possibly turning it around and finally getting that 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 first win after you know going on an eleven game winning streak and now losing three in a row. So you know it, it's one of those things, like I said uh, in the prior episode, where you know on a on a losing streak you can't put all the blame on the players or the coaches. Sometimes the puck just bounces the other way in favor of the other team. So you just, you know, there's some things that are just completely out of your control where, you know, the other team and, you know, the opposing players just play better and they just have a better night than you. And that's just the way it happens sometimes in, in sports, no matter what level it is. But like I stressed in the last episode, the lightning needed to keep applying pressure, you know, not take your foot off the gas. And they did that 17 seconds into the third period. Kucherov, uh, Rips a one-timer off a fantastic pass from Braden Point. Um, Braden Point picked up the the puck at the blue line, found Kucherov all by himself in the right circle, and you know nine times out of ten he's gonna rip, he's gonna put that right past the goaltender. So, and of course he does, 
And so finally, this is the time of the show where I've held off, you know, for as long as I could, but I need to give myself another pat on the back. Since Locked on Lightning has started, I have been doing this thing during the previews where of, you know, upcoming games where I have told you, the listener, that which players to watch out for, whether it's on the opposing team or for the Lightning themselves. And I have been <laughs> absolute money with these thus far. Uh, and what I'll start doing, just so, you know, whoever, whoever you know, wants to dispute, you know, my predictions, you could either, I'll, I'll start tweeting them out. And so, you know, it's right there in plain sight. So you don't think I'm full of it. So I did my player to watch before this game for the, when I did the preview for this was Braden Point. I thought that he was due for a breakout game. He had, I believe, two goals in his last five games, or something of that nature. And I believe that he was, he was due for a big game. And this was definitely it. Um, he, he had two points in this game. So, you know, it, he, he did very well. And this pass, if, if you go back and you watch the highlight, um, just the vision and the awareness that Braden Point had on this to pick up the puck along the boards uh, with that mini scrum going going on, and you know to throw it all the way down to the to the right low right circle for Kucherov um, all by himself. You know I don't think Kucherov will ever have an easier goal than this one, other than maybe an empty netter. But he he did a fantastic job and. You know, I'll get into my preview later in a little bit with uh, for you know, Tampa Bay's upcoming game against Calgary. But it seems like every time I, I pick a player, whether it's the Lightning or the opposing team, I'm, I'm always right. And hopefully, you know, I could properly predict a Lightning win, um, you know, soon because the Lightning really need a win. Uh, you know, it's especially with the schedule they have coming up. You know, they're playing Boston twice next season, so. They, they really need to need to get back to their winning ways. So enough patting myself on the back. You know, at this point, after the Kucherov goal, Lightning are up to nothing. Great, great for the team. You know, looks like everything's heading in the right direction, that the Lightning are going to, they're on their way to a 2 nothing win or possibly a, a 3-1. You know, if the Blackhawks score one, and you know, the Lightning will obviously possibly get one on an empty netter to push it to 3-1. But that's not the way it went. So 436 into the third, you know, a scrum went on in front of the net and Brandon Saad just jammed it home past uh, Curtis McElhinney. And Curtis McElhinney played a very good game tonight. Uh, you know, he for a guy who doesn't play often, um, I think that, you know, he he's the utmost professional. You know, he doesn't complain. And then when he when he does play, he he plays very well for a backup. And he played like a starter tonight. And the Blackhawks, even though they didn't have nearly as many shots on that as the Lightning did, I still think that they challenged McElhinney in many ways. So uh, props up to Curtis McElhinney, even though he didn't get the W in this one. But yeah, uh, this there was nothing wrong that I saw on this, you know, on this goal. Uh, Saad was simply in the right place at the right time. Uh, the puck bounced his way, and he had an open net in front of him, and yeah, he threw it in. And that's there's nothing you can do about that. You can't get angry about it. Yeah, you could be upset for sure, you know, that, you know, you want to see Curtis Macklin and you get the, get the shutout, but, you know, it's not always going to happen. So another point I've been trying to enforce on this show for the last couple of games was Lightning have been giving up a lot of fast goals, quick goals, um, you know, a lot of times, 
in the last couple of games where Lightning will score a goal and then about 30 seconds later or so the other team will score or you know the Lightning will give up a goal and then the team will score again 30 seconds later and this is what happened and you know even though the Lightning like I said and I keep repeating throughout the show and I'm sure you're sick of hearing it um, they, they played very well they did play very well regardless of the score you know I'm sure you feel different if you feel different and you want to voice it, go ahead. I'd love to hear uh, comments and questions and reactions to my, my my show and my comments just because I want this to be a very interactive show with the fans, the listeners. And, you know, maybe one of these days uh, I'll have one of, one of you, the listeners on the show, we'll, we'll, we'll talk over the phone, uh, we'll talk lightning hockey, and we'll, you know, just nice have, have a nice lively debate about you know everything going on and so if you want to do that uh please send us um an email at lockedonlightning at gmail.com or tweet at us at lo underscore lightning on twitter but yeah i i'm curious as to what other lightning fans think about this obviously you know i could go on twitter or the inter- anywhere on the internet and probably find it out but i want you I want you guys to be able to reach out to us because it definitely helps the show hearing feedback from listeners as well so like i just said you know lightning we're having trouble with recently with teams scoring goals back to back very fast and so about about 30 seconds later dominic kubelik um gets his own rebound on the on net and punches it in for to tie the game at, at two and you know this wasn't all kubelik yeah he had the puck and he scored and of course he got credit for the goal but Patrick Kane really made this made this game made this play happen. Um, he threaded the needle. He made an absolutely incredible pass through traffic to Kubelik in the slot, and that's what gave Kubelik the opportunity to score the goal and yeah tie the game. Um, but the thing that I liked was how the Lightning reacted to this goal. Um, Lightning they didn't they didn't sulk. They didn't sink their shoulders down. They didn't start playing tentative hockey. They kept going at the Blackhawks. They kept being playing aggressive, and uh, they kept taking a lot of shots on net, which you love to see, especially you know in a game like this, and especially on in the stretch that the Lightning have been having recently. You know, there was a lot of t- like I said before, there was a lot of tough breaks in this game. Um, there's been a lot of tough breaks on this losing streak, but yeah, for example, the Lightning they took there was probably maybe a f- three four shots after this goal where the lightning they beat Crawford, but unfortunately they happened to hit the crossbar. And, and especially when you take pretty incredible shots like that, when you, when you have guys just absolutely letting it rip on slap shots and you're beating the, you're clearly beating the goalie and it's just, the puck won't go in the back of the net. You're just, you know, it is a deflating feeling, but they didn't let that affect them. They just kept playing aggressive hockey and intensive hockey. Defensive hockey, and that's all you could ask for in this team. You know, eventually, if they keep playing that way, they, it will the goals will start to add up, and that's something that you know at least Lightning fans could take away as a positive from this current losing streak, and especially as this game, because you know they're going to need to play aggressive hockey because they got the Boston Bruins coming up on Monday. But you know, let's not look too far ahead because they have Calgary tomorrow at 4 p.m. And Calgary is no joke. They're they're a very good team. They're in the playoff hunt right now. They're first in the wild card in the Pacific, in in the Western Conference. So and they're right out of the third playoff spot in the Pacific. So of course, you know, they're a very good hockey team. And I think the Lightning need to not get discouraged. You know, take take this game as you know 
it happens. You know, this is this was a tough break for them. But bring that same style of play and that intensity into the Calgary game, and they should be fine um, as they're trying to figure it out. Plus, hopefully they'll have uh, Stamkos, Maroon, and, and Coleman back for for that game. So I'll keep an eye on that for, for you guys, and I'll, I'll, of course, discuss it on Monday. But we're not done with the recap because definitely a lot happened before this game ended. Uh, so, you know, at go 9.56 into the third period, you know, the two teams are tied. So at least, you know, they're still fighting for control of who's going to finally come on top of this game. But, you know, Slater Cuckoo rips a slap shot through traffic that deflects, takes an unlucky deflection off Carter uh, Verhage. And like I said, you know, the – Sometimes you're gonna get some tough breaks in the game, and you know all the breaks went toward went in favor of the Blackhawks, and you know that's just that's just sometimes that that's just the way it is, and there, you know there's really nothing you can do about it. You just have to put your head down and keep playing the brand of hockey that you're playing because you know, like I stressed so many times, they they played very well in this game, and I think even though they did lose this game, it was definitely a big step in the right direction for the Lightning. So about a little two two minutes later, uh, 11.43 into the third, Dominic Kubelik uh, rips a slap shot. And I don't know if Lightning fans are really were really aware of Dominic Kubelik going into this game. Uh, he's an incredible hockey player. You know, not a lot of ho- uh, hockey fans around the league really, you know, know the name Dominic Kubelik. I'm sure they've heard it once or twice, whether they're listening to podcasts or, you know, they're watching the NHL uh NHL channel, but Dominic Kubelik is definitely one of the up and coming stars in the NHL. So keep an eye out for him. You know, he's on the verge of scoring 30 goals and, you know, he definitely, definitely showed his ability and, you know, how, you know, how good he's going to be in this game and how lucky the Blackhawks are to have a player like this paired with, you know, Patrick Kane for the future. So Kubelik rips a slap shot from, and for the power play goal. And that's his second goal of the game. And it's one of those shots where, like, I, once again, like I say sometimes, you know, goaltender couldn't do anything about this. Uh, that This was just an absolute rocket of a shot. If, if you don't believe me, go back and look at the highlight. There was, I believe there was some traffic possibly in front of the net. Well, the way and how fast this shot was hit, um, I don't I don't think that would have mattered just because, you know, it was such an incredible shot. And I think that, you know, you just got to give tip your cap to Kubelik. He, he played very well. And, you know, it's one of those shots where, you know, but you can't really do anything about it. So at this point in the game, the Blackhawks take the lead 3-2. Uh, so the Lightning continued to play aggressive hockey. And that's like, I, you know, you only that's all you could ask for from a team who's down on this game. They go from having the lead at two, nothing to being down three, two, um, they, they, they played aggressive hockey and then 17, 29 into left in the period, you know, they pull the goalie. They're trying to do everything they can to maybe get one on the board to tie it for and take the game to OT. But then, you know, nothing happened for the bolts. They couldn't get anything. They had a lot, a lot of unlucky shots on net where either, you know, Crawford was just making very good saves or, you know, they were just hitting, hitting bars or whatever the case may be. But uh, Kubli got the puck and he he threw it towards the net for the empty netter and completed the hat trick. So props to Dominic Kubelik for getting the hat trick, um, which is definitely no easy feat in the NHL these days. But yeah, other than that, the, 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 the Blackhawks ended up taking the game 5-2. And 
Yeah, so uh, unfortunately, it was a disappointing end to a, a very exciting, um, intense hockey game. And like I said, all the Lightning could do at this point is take this loss and, you know, just take take the positives from it and, and bring it into Calgary going forward because that's all you could do at this point. You know, it's definitely frustrating losing four straight games after racking up 11 straight wins. And, you know, I think the one thing that they did better in this game was shoot the puck more. They definitely, you know, I, I stressed in prior episodes that one of their issues was poor puck management, but they cleaned that up in this game. I thought they did a very good job distributing the puck, not making too many passes and taking shots when the opportunity arose. They took 38 shots in this game. I mean, what are you going to do? Like I said, some nights the, the opposing team goalie is just on and Corey Crawford was on. Um, but one thing that did stick out that they they really the Lightning really need to work on, and I don't know what I don't know what their SP is. Uh, Coach Cooper is definitely going to have to figure this one out because you know you get five penalty you get five power plays in a game and you don't score in any of them is not a good stat to have. And I, I hope maybe having Steven Stamkos uh, eventually back in the lineup will will help that. But then again, when he was in the lineup, they weren't doing. So, so well either with that. So uh, we'll, we'll see what, what they do. Maybe they have to you know, change up the, the power play unit and see what happens. But I don't know. It's just you need to score. You need to score on the power play. You know, at least get one or two, you know, five power plays, you, especially with a high powered offense like the Lightning. You got to you got to score at least one goal. But we don't have much time left, so I'm just going to move on. You know, I, I think I've I've kind of overstated what needed to be said about this game. Um, if you guys have any comments about this game or how you felt about this loss, send us a tweet on at LO underscore lightning or tweet to me on my Twitter account at AP Danker, D-E-N-K-E-R on Twitter. I'll, uh, I want to be very interactive. You send me a tweet, I'll tweet you right back. But moving forward, uh, with Boston's win last night and the loss that the Lightning suffered, of course, uh, the Lightning are now seven points back in the division. So, you know, they it's it's very frustrating. They haven't been able to rack up the points like you thought they would continue to do after the, after the winning streak. You know, you would have thought, okay, yeah, the Avs game was a setback, but they'll get on a new winning streak right away. But you know what? They have, I think they have a good opportunity in Calgary to, uh, to get back on the winning side of things. Um, obviously, you know, they definitely have some some players that they need to watch out for in this game. I don't get to that right now. So they play Calgary tomorrow at 4 p.m. early start. So, you know, if you're if you're taking a lazy Saturday and you just want to hang out and relax after a long week, then you're definitely in luck because they'll be playing an early game. So you want to you could watch the game and then go out afterwards and have a good Saturday night. Hopefully, if especially if the Lightning win this one. So Calgary is 33, 25 and seven with 73 points. They're one point back out of third place in the Pacific and they hope currently hold the first playoff spot uh, in the wild card in the West. So they obviously are a good team. Um, and the players to watch, uh, you got, of course, Matthew Kachuk with 21 goals and 55 points. And he leads the flames in points this year. Currently uh, you got Johnny hockey, Johnny Grudeau uh, with 16 goals and 53, 53 points. And, you know, you always got to keep an eye out for him racing up and down the, 
the the ice and you know definitely the, the lightning needs to keep an eye on him or you know he could definitely ha have a couple of breakaway goals in this one but the one player i definitely want lightning fans to keep an eye out for is elias Lindholm. uh 27 goals and 50 points uh he leads the the, the flames in goals this year um so <clears throat> just keep an eye on elias Lindholm. i think he's going to have a, a pretty decent game obviously anytime you, you go up against a team, uh, you definitely want to keep an eye out for their top goal scorer. But, yeah, uh, circle Elias Lindholm. I think he's going to have a, you know, he's he's one of those guys that has, you know, a very very good ability to put the puck in the back of the net. So I think um, he's definitely going to have a good game, and hopefully the, the Lightning could keep a cap on him. And the Lightning player to keep, keep an eye out for this game uh, it has to be Andre Vasilevsky. If he does play... I think he's he's due for a shutout, and I think you know it, it's very frustrating for obviously the players that are playing you know during a losing streak that to go through this, especially when all, you know you're getting a lot of bad breaks. So I think Vasilevsky is going to come into this super focused after having the night off, and I think he's going to pitch a shutout. Uh, hopefully he does, because I think that will, if if uh, even if it's not a shutout, if they take this game against Calgary, this I think this is the kind of game where they're going to inject a lot of energy into the squad going into the Boston game on Monday. So that's my little preview. Uh, real quick before we end it, uh, a little ECHL action tonight as well as AHL. Uh, the Orlando Solar Bears affiliate, obviously in the ECHL of the Tampa Bay Lightning, are in action tonight in Atlanta against the Bruins affiliate, uh, the Atlanta Gladiators. That's a 7.35 p.m. game. So if you're in the Atlanta area and you're a Lightning fan, you want to see some of the players that might be Wearing the blue and white in upcoming years, go ahead and take a look at that one. And in the American Hockey League, the Syracuse Crunch are at home tonight at, against the Scranton Wilkes Bear uh, Penguins. So that's a seven o'clock game. So if you have AHL.tv, you know, you maybe want to tune into that one. So that's it for Locked On Lightning. Uh, I hope everyone has a good Friday and a good weekend. I'll be back on Monday to the, talk about the Flames game and to preview the Bruins game. Hopefully on Monday I'll be able to talk about a lightning win instead of talking about how they lost their fifth straight. And you know, we'll we'll get into all that on on Monday, of course. But once again, have a good weekend, everybody. Uh, real quick, congratulations to Bobby Ryan, his first game back in over a year, and the guy scores a hat trick, and that's just a great story. If you haven't, if you don't know too much about it, go online, just read an article about it. It's definitely a great hockey story. So. Yeah, that's it for the podcast. It's been Locked On Lightning, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Nanker. Let's go Lightning. Have a good one, everybody.